0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Running Obstetrician Podcast. My name is Christopher Morosky, and I am the Running Obstetrician. In this episode, we will be continuing on an obstetrics topic. Obstetrics. And, now that we have completed our review of the individual components of the obstetrical forceps, we will now begin to talk specifically about some of the more common obstetrical forceps in modern use. Most of the forceps that we are going to review here can be found in your labor and delivery unit. This episode will be dedicated to the Simpson forceps. These obstetrical forceps were first introduced by Sir James Young Simpson in 1848. Now, Sir James Simpson was an interesting character for not only his improvements to the obstetrical forceps of the time, but also for his invention of the air tractor, which was the first ever vacuum assist device known to be used to assist with vaginal deliveries. He also discovered the anesthetic effects of chloroform which he pioneered for use in labor. Simpson forceps come in both short and long models. It is the long model that is more commonly seen in use today, with the short model reserved for outlet deliveries and use at time of cesarean section. Simpson's overall premise in designing his forceps was to focus more on traction rather than compression. The blades of the forceps of Simpson are gradually tapered and have a shallow cephalic curve. In the original design, the blades are fenestrated to allow for some purchase on the molded fetal head. Many units keep in stock a pair of Simpson forceps with Lucart's pseudo-fenestrated blades as well. The hallmark of the Simpson forceps is the divergent and parallel shanks. The shanks quickly separate apart and travel parallel to each other just above the English lock. This separation of the shanks also separates the blades further apart at all aspects, the heel, the middle, and the toe, and again decreases compression of the fetal head. Simpson also recommended placement of the operator's finger in between the shanks at the time of traction, again to limit compression. The handles of the Simpson forceps are hollowed in the center. There are several finger grooves created in the handle with one prominent finger rest just below the lock. This finger rest easily allows for the attachment of a bill's axis traction handle, if desired. In clinical practice, Simpson forceps are great for use when there is either a suspected large fetal head or there is a significant caput secundum. In both situations, limiting compression is something that the operator might want to consider. Due to the long blades with a drawn-out cephalic curve, as well as a prominent pelvic curve, Simpson forceps do not make good rotational forceps, even with the use of a Scanzoni maneuver. Simpson forceps are most appropriate for low and outlet deliveries in the LOA, OA, and ROA positions. Due to their separated shanks, care should be taken to protect the perineum and remove the blades with crowning of the fetal head to limit trauma to the maternal perineum. Personally, I use Simpson's forceps on a regular basis for low and outlet deliveries in the setting of the larger or molded, molded uh, fetal head. I do prefer the Lucart modification to the fenestrated blades in order to prevent abrasions of the fetal scalp and lateral aspects of the brow. Simpson forceps are a must have for every obstetrician's forceps closet. I hope this review helped you find a place for these obstetrical forceps in your practice stay tuned for more podcasts on other obstetrical forceps, and please be sure to check out our website, www.runningobstetrician.com, and of course, you can find us on iTunes. Until next time, take care, take it easy, and keep on running.